0: لا no ولا for إلا to
1: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape. If you've just tuned in on 91.3 FM stereo, 89.8, 90.9, 95.8, as well as www.vocfm.co.za. My name is uh, Mohammed Faseeq Peterson and uh, this is the show looking at the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body. Book six in the series, published by the author, with Mani, who joins us in studio once again. As we reflect on this book, and we look at the aspect of Tawheed and the creation, with Sali joins us once again. With Salih, salaam wa alaykum wa wabarakatuh.
2: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa
1: barakatuh. Salaam alaikum fassiq and the listeners out there pleasure having Bilsali with us again, alhamdulillah, and last week we covered a lot of ground, we looked at various aspects, we touched on uh, the aspect of tawkhid and then we uh, tried to link that to understanding signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, looking at the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how that can be a means of uh, us as human beings getting closer to Allah and improving and increasing our iman. Just in reflecting upon that before we go into our discussion this evening, the, the, the takeaway for me was last week that certainly if we look at those signs, if we reflect upon Allah's creation, number one, we will never become tired, we will never be full in terms of what we can see and what we can learn and what we can experience about of Allah's creation. But at the same time also there seems to be a deep appreciation that one develops for for the greatness of Allah Subhanahu yeah, wa ta'ala.
2: Ya Muhammad asik um shukran once again for the opportunity to share with the listeners out there. A'udhu billahi rajim shaytanir rajim rahim. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ali sayyidina Muhammad washabi ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. We can approach The pursuit of knowledge, seeking knowledge from different angles, as I mentioned last week. We can do it purely out of curiosity because we would like to know. And human beings tend to have that inbuilt, I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed human beings to want to know things around them. Uh, We don't go about life. See something that we don't know about and not trying to make some effort to understand what it is. I think it's an inbuilt quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us all with. So the question of curiosity is always there, but in what we are trying to achieve with this discussion on the Big Bang is to take it beyond just curiosity to actually see how can we, when we look at how Allah created the universe, how can it actually strengthen our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by looking at the Big Bang and understanding how Allah created things, it makes us appreciate the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognizing that this could not have come about by chance or have evolved by accident. There must be a greater being behind all of this. And it's also one of the strong ways that one can uh, use to prove the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to those people who have a belief that uh, things came about by chance or by accident.
1: Subhanallah last week we looked at the concept of the big bang and trying to understand it or explain it and we heard that this is a principle that's been scientifically explained the concept has been scientifically explained which we as muslims refer to when we talk about that instantaneous creation that instantaneous coming into being from nothing so how do we understand that from nothing came something so what must have been the catalyst to what must have been the cause the and trigger. I know the trigger and I know there's a leading <laughs> question but mm. what must have been the cause for that
2: yeah let, let's just take a step back and say how science normally operate um, firstly we must understand that as human beings we have five senses and the knowledge and information that we gather are coupled to our ability to use our five senses. For example, fire, if you touch it, the sense of touch, you know that fire is something that can burn your finger if you touch it. Um, And that's how you acquire the knowledge about fire. And so they go on and on and on and on. And they discover the natural, what we refer to as the natural laws of science by investigating how things respond to certain conditions. This is what scientists do. But they primarily depend on the five senses. And if it's something that can be tested or proven in the laboratories, then that is their proof. They actually can't go beyond that because they don't believe in the unseen. Now, the difference between them and us is as Muslims, We are expected, it's part of our faith, it's part of our iman to actually believe in the unseen. But we can come to the unseen again. Uh, But to say the difference between them and us is that we have another channel or another means to explain what actually happened in the beginning that's different to theirs. Now, we will make a big mistake if we only look at their problem of how they actually explain the beginning of the universe, which we'll come to again in a bit more detail, how it actually happened. But the fact that something can come out of nothing is logically difficult for them even to accept. So they leave that whole question open because they can't prove it. But the reason why they can't prove it is because they don't believe in the unseen. So that's their problem. But for us, it's not a problem because we believe in the unseen.
1: The voice of Bidasali Mani, we're looking at uh, the book uh, published by Bidasali, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, looking at concepts both internally and externally as a way to understand our nature, ourselves and our environment as creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, look for the signs that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the physical world we are going to take a break and when we come back we'll continue uh you're welcome to send us a whatsapp on 0722380712 and uh, yeah we won't necessarily be reading messages in the show but we'll be compiling those uh, questions uh, if there are any things that we might need to clarify later on we'll incorporate those questions inshallah but for now we take a break <laughs>
0: لا حول ولا قوة
1: assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh welcome back uh, to the waves of the voice of the cape 91.3 fm studio we're looking at the big bang the amazing human body that of course is the book book six in the series published by buddha salimani uh, who is in studio with me and uh, today we are reflecting on the concept of uh, the big bang but before we get there I, i would like to go back maybe and talk and understand this concept of the ghayb, the unseen. How is this concept of seen and unseen explored in the Deen of Allah? Subhanahu And how should we view this based on the fact that, but the is mentioned it's part of our faith to believe certain things? Believing in the unseen is what makes the believers
2: different from the scientists. And I think that's why for us, um, or for me personally, the whole question of the Big Bang um, has one problem for the scientists, they can't explain where everything originated from because they don't believe in the unseen. But unseen can be anything that is not visible to the eye or it's hidden, concealed or unknown can be referred to as unseen in the general term. For example, the malaika they are not visible to the eye but we have to believe in them but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is also unseen so but there are other things that are unseen that relates to the material world for example uh, we think it's difficult to believe in the unseen but let me use a practical example of how we actually not only believe in the unseen but we make use of the unseen <laughs> Uh, or what's unseen to us, and that's the electromagnetic waves in the air. Without the electromagnetic waves in the air, you won't be able to use your cell phones. And what a disaster that would be for most people in the world (laughs) because almost every person has grown so attached to their cell phones and it's become such a big part of their life, yet they don't fully understand how the signal moves from one place to another, through the air, through the unseen world, but they accept it. They know that there is something that carries the message from one point to the other, and they believe that. Now, that is part of the material world. It's the, the, the science can explain and they can actually show you how these waves look. But there are other things that's got nothing to do with the material world that they can't explain and prove. And that they reject. Now for us, the big thing here is to understand that if we say we are Muslims, we actually believe in the unseen. If you don't believe in the Malaika, then you're actually falling short as far as one of the pillars of Iman is concerned. Now most people will say, yeah, they are Malaika, but they stop there. You actually have to believe that the Malaika actually exists And they are beings created by Allah to perform a specific function and they are part of the unseen. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can never be perceived by any of our five senses. But Alhamdulillah, Allah didn't leave it there. Allah gave us spiritual hearts and our spiritual hearts are with which we are able to understand and know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
1: SubhanAllah, I think that that is quite a powerful um, explanation in terms of uh, the understanding of the gayb the unseen and how we interact with it, particularly because if we think about it, Allah has deployed this creation, for instance the Malaika, to perform certain jobs, to perform certain duties, but we can't, we can't see them. And then if we think about it, human beings make use of the gayb of the unseen, for instance Wi-Fi, a simple thing that we all use, we all benefit from, whether we connect our laptops or our phones. And I just thought about this now. There's someone who who develops this technology, he programs it so that it will will deploy unseen forces in a specific way, to be received in a specific way. It's doing a job uh, that it's being programmed to do, but yet we physically cannot see, we cannot smell, we cannot taste, we cannot touch, but we believe that this is being deployed, this technology is being deployed, and these waves are being deployed for our benefit.
2: Yeah, I think that's you've you, you have actually taken it a bit further uh, uh, to make the understanding more clear. Now, if we look, for example, now how then do we get to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he's unseen? Allah tells us and guides us, look for my signs and one of the ways is how Allah created the heavens and the earth. So part of giving us the understanding of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is to look at what Allah has created out there. And when we talk about creation, we talk about everything that's been created by Allah. In other words, everything that is not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been created by Allah. So their existence depends on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we look at what Allah has created, it's an enormously powerful means of strengthening one's iman because you can look at these things But not just look at it and say, oh, Allah created that and Allah created this. But to understand how Allah actually created it and then see how great and how wonderful and majestic
1: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really is. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Then I want to talk about the understanding of the birth of the universe because I know we we're going to be going back and forth in terms of the concept of the Big Bang Uh, we spoke about what came before so now when we talk about what came after the Big Bang the birth of the universe there must have been something behind the driving the process okay so Mohammed Fasir I think
2: the, 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 the point to make is to say that what is nothing to define nothing And I look this up and research nothing. Actually, people don't know how to define nothing. Nothing (laughs) is such a, a simple concept. We use it all the time when we use the word nothing. But to understand nothingness in terms of the world and the universe, that before the universe was, there was no time, no space. Now, if you look at no time and no space, no energy, no matter, nothing, absolutely nothing. That concept is extremely difficult for us as human beings to accept or even to, to think along those lines of where there is no time. Your mind, your mind switches off because we've been conditioned to use time and space and energy um, as the means of how we explain and define certain things uh, that happens around us. So that nothingness, um, and I'll come to the point of how the, 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 the birth of the universe, how the Quran explains how it uh, came about. But let's just say our our science, uh, they've gone far back, as far back as they could. uh, And one will come to some of those points. Um, But they say out of this total, absolute nothingness emerged a single spark of very intense energy. This energy was... Um, and now we're going to become a bit technical. 10 to the power 40 degrees Celsius. Now, 10 to the power 40 is 10 followed by 40 zeros degrees Celsius. Subhanallah, <laughs> our minds can't can't fathom what that kind of intensity of heat Actually represents now they say, say everything 13.8 billion years ago, and they've been that accurate to actually define it up to that accuracy. 13.8 billion years ago, this spark of very intense energy suddenly appeared out of that nothingness that existed before. Now, there's a lot of questions that now jumps to mind. The first thing is, how can something appear out of nothingness? That would be be, be, be the first question. And the second question would be, if there was nothing, the point that we must understand is that everything else in the entire universe came only from that one spark of energy right at the beginning. Everything, every single thing that you can think of, that you know of in the material world, started off from only that one spark of energy now that two concepts might be a bit difficult for us to to understand but they've actually gone to the extent scientists i'm speaking about to explain now how did this one tiny spark of energy that was about the size of an atom an atom which you can't even see with the naked eye But it was so intense in energy that everything started from there. That's what they say. And they've taken us through a process to track how things from that point onwards actually developed into the universe and everything that it contains
1: today. And so if we talk about everything in the universe coming from that spark and from that event known as the Big Bang, we are talking about wood, we're talking about metal, we're talking about uh, water, we're talking about all of those things. Everything that we know, every material, every aspect of, of the known world that we engage with came from that moment where that Big Bang occurred. So there was nothing, there was no, no material, there was no heat, there was no cold, there was nothing before that. So absolutely nothing that, that you could touch, you could feel, you could sense, you could not even smell. <laughs> Because there was nothing to generate. There was nothing. (laughs) So I I think what we're going to do when we come back, we'll dive a little bit deeper into this concept. And I think we can also then ask the question... Um, again around nothingness and, and, and what would trigger that and, and try and understand that and once again you're welcome to WhatsApp us 0722380712 if you'd like a little bit more explanation around the concepts being explained in the show we're talking to Bidasali Mani and uh, we're looking at uh, the book uh, authored by Bidasali The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, book six in the series as uh, we explore the concept of Tauhid and the creation. After this break, we will continue. Stay tuned. La Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, welcome back uh, to the Airwaves of Voice of the Cape. We are in Syria with Beda Imani, the author of the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, book six in the series and we're looking at tawhid and the creation and trying to understand these concepts and how we can improve and increase and grow our Iman through looking at this and understanding the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even in a small way. SubhanAllah, in terms of how, what knowledge we can extract from the creation that we engage with and uh, the concepts that we are able to to absorb. Um, but sadly, if we look at this phenomena, the spark, if we look at the Big Bang and we were saying that there was nothing and then there was the entire universe that was created now, we've mentioned what scientists say, but what does the Quran, what does Islam say about the creation, about this moment in time where there was nothing and then things came into being?
2: Yeah, the, I actually have to take a step back to, to, to show how science has actually developed a method of measuring distance. Distance Uh, well, I'm not talking about the distance on Earth. I'm talking about measuring distance in space. What they've actually discovered was that the universe is actually expanding. They found that if they measure the distance from here to a star, and they can actually do it. I don't want to go into the technical detail of how they actually do it, but if people are really interested... Uh, And that is a question that everyone wants to know how it's done. Then one could go through some explanation. But I don't want to become too technical, except to say that they can actually measure how far the sun is away, how far the stars are away from us. And what they've discovered is that after a certain period, having measured the distance of a star, that later on they found that the distance has actually increased. And they thought that that was just one specific occasion and it was different. But when they checked other stars, they found, no, the whole universe is actually moving away. It's actually expanding. And that changed their whole concept of what scientists thought, how the creation came about. It impacted on the whole understanding of the Big Bang. Now, when they saw that the stars are moving away and that the universe is expanding, that actually coincides completely with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the Quran. And Allah says in verse 51, 47, and I quote, Do they not know that we are indeed expanding the heavens with skillful hands? Subhanallah. How could the Quran, 1400 years ago, have spoken about an event that scientists have found out uh, probably in the last 50 years only? And this information is confirmation that the Quran knew about what scientists only found out now, but it impacts on our understanding how the whole universe came into existence. Now, if you take that information that the universe is, is expanding, And you take the reverse of that. It means that a few hundred years ago or a few billion years ago, if things are now expanding, it means a few billion years ago it was smaller. And they've understood then and through their scientific methods have proven actually the universe, if you roll it back in time, then what has happened is that the universe actually started from that one spark. So, scientifically, they can prove that the universe was one single point. Right at the very beginning, there was a single point which then expanded, 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 and became the universe. Now, how it expanded from that single point, we can go into some more detail later on. But that fact also, the Holy Quran says in verse 2130 Do they not realize that everything was united? Then we split them asunder. Now subhanallah, those two points confirm what the scientists have discovered now recently and base their information on. They might not be able to explain where the spark came from, but the Quran confirms to a large extent what they have given to us about the universe actually uh, having started.
1: SubhanAllah I think that's such a powerful concept And uh, um, I think it gives one chills When one begins to realize How, how entirely accurate Islam is in its description of something that fourteen hundred years ago people wouldn't even be able to understand the concept of and today scientists with the rudimentary means that they have are able to now uncover just some of these uh pieces of knowledge um but also then when we talk about the the universe then expanding as ber Sa mentioned the big bang took place, and then. The material that we now know is the universe then expanded, shot forth from that point. So that's what we're talking about, I believe, when we're speaking about expanding.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, Muhammad Fasir, um that requires a bit more explanation. And it becomes slightly technical to show how Allah or how scientists explains how the single piece or single point of energy Actually transformed into all the material that we have in the universe today But I think it would be important to 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 maybe at this point say or mention what our Dean says about the beginning Now our Dean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right at the beginning the first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created before Allah created anything else now, if we say anything else, remember, this was a time. Time. <laughs> a time when there was no time. <laughs> there was no time. There was no space. There was no energy. There was no material. There was nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the very, very, very first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created was the Noor of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. Now, that is a topic on its own because often... We don't even understand what it means to make salawat uh, and send blessings on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But if that was the first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created, not only was it the first thing, but from the noor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah created every single other thing, everything else. And when you say everything, I mean every single thing, including even the malaika. They were all created. In fact, when we say everything, we mean everything. In anything that is not Allah, from that nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything. Now, how did Allah create that? Allah doesn't require anything. Allah is Allah. Allah is the owner of this entire universe. And Allah can merely say, be, and then something is. And the Quranic ayah. 36, uh, 82, verse thirty-six eighty-two says, and I quote, when he wills a certain thing, he commands it be and it is. That is Allah says kun. And kun must be understood now that that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an instruction for the universe
1: to come into existence. We're we familiar with the phrase kun fire kun. So are we saying then that Allah subhanahu does not say Kun fire kun Allah says kun and then fire kun It is it, it is Allah does not have to say Be and then it is Allah just says be We, we normally hear that phrase And we think that that is, is, is what's being referenced Yeah, I think what we should understand by the
2: phrase Is that Allah describes for us how Allah creates By merely issuing the instruction, the command Be And then when Allah says that Allah tells us, then it is. So in other words, Allah says, be and it is, is not the instruction for it to come into existence. The instruction for it to come into existence is just kun. Just the word kun. Allah issues the divine instruction, command, whatever we want to call it, it's a divine thing. Now, if time is unrelated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we'll speak about that, About time because it's a a very, very difficult concept uh, to explain. But time was created, so time never applies to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when Allah says kun, it means that time doesn't apply to Allah. Now, how do we understand that Allah has created this universe, but it took it 13.8 billion years to be what it is? The question that could easily arise is, How come then that Allah created the universe, said Kun, and it took 13.8 billion years. Does it not now become a problem for us to understand? It wasn't immediately, yet Allah issued the instruction.
1: Could we then say that because Allah is not affected, and I think we explained this last week, Allah is not affected by Allah's creation. So therefore Allah is not subject to that time or waiting period for that 13.8 billion years for things to come into existence because certainly Allah is not affected by things that Allah creates.
2: I think in a follow up one, or if time allows, we'll touch on the concept of time. But let me just try and say that the command, the divine command for something to be, to come into existence is issued from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The material world is a lower world, the created world. The moment the command moves from, if one can call the dimension of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the realm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the created world, then immediately when that happens, then all the laws that apply to the material will kick in. And that is the point. So... It, it, it removes this difficulty that, that we have because we must remember time doesn't apply to Allah, but time applies to our material world and the created world. So the moment Allah issues the command, it starts in the material world and all the laws of nature and the material world now take over. Now we find our things take time, occupy space and all of the things, things that doesn't apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now applies to the material world.
1: Subhanallah! I think uh, there's a lot for us to think about uh, in this episode. Subhanallah! <laughs> We've moved very fast, very quickly in, in in exploring these concepts, and and you're welcome to WhatsApp us 0722380712. If you require a little bit more deeper explanation around what has been discussed here, but definitely a fantastic start, I think, to the series. But Sally, I want to say a big shukran for joining us once again and uh, exploring this concept uh, of the Big Bang and the amazing human body. We'll get to the human body. We'll get. To the finer details of And the subtleties Of the human body But now we're starting In the external universe And uh, what a journey It is Alhamdulillah Shukran so much And uh, inshallah Next week uh, We'll once again Be engaging inshallah
2: Yeah I just want to conclude By making one comment uh, Muhammad Fasih. We can talk about These things But if it doesn't Make us realize How great Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is And draw us closer to him then we've engaged in this exercise that's of little or no benefit to us. We can't do it purely because we want to know for the sake of knowing. Seeking knowledge and pursuing knowledge must mean that it draws us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we hope inshallah when we see Allah's greatness and how things are put together, that that understanding of Allah's majesty and greatness will impact and increase us in our iman, and give us more taqwa, inshallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if there are any points which I have attempted to explain, which has been too technical, or maybe I went over to it too simply, that people do want more technical information, then please um, follow up with us on the number that's been given. And inshallah, if time allows, we will try and uh, fit those questions and comments into it. (sighs) Yeah.
1: <sighs> And of course that number to WhatsApp 72 This has been an exploration of the Big Bang The Amazing Human Body A book published by Abda Mani. And this is uh, book 6 in the series Inshallah next week we will continue uh, Looking at these concepts And uh, exploring uh, Both the inner and outer dimension As a way to understand Tawhid. Inshallah, amen Well, from khamid Muhammad Fasih, Peterson, Inshallah till I speak to you again mm-hmm. I believe Wa wa and of course next week we'll give an explanation of time in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala